Prairie Garden's Big House Plant Sale is going on now. Right now, you can save 25% off all house plants, snake plants, monsteras, fiddle leaf fig ferns, you name it. They're all 25% off and fresh from the PG Greenhouses, where you'll always find help from your favorite plant experts. Just hurry in. All house plants are 25% off for a limited time at Prairie Gardens. Locally owned, plant experts, and the area's largest selection of house plants. Good morning, and welcome to Prairie Gardens Plants Expert. Let me try that again. Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. I'm Tamara McDaniel here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So come on out and join us if you can. If you can't, you can join us by phone at 217-356-9397 or you can text us at 351-5357. We have our experts standing by. We have Steve Brown. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Steve. Good morning, John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. And we'll say good morning to Mary Ann Metz in just a moment. She's probably resting for from having to wrestle that shopping cart full of annuals, oh, yeah. John and she were manipulating over here to the to the stage. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of it's a lot of uh, activity going on this morning. Yeah, you got some great color and texture in there. We do. So, I'm so excited that we got some fresh annuals in. I am too. <laughs> so, some five inch pots, so they're just the perfect size for giving you enough size and color. Uh, to replace some of those things that are tired, or if you need to just even do a major overhaul. Yes. Uh, we got stuff. And we have some uh, great mums and uh, two-gallon pots that are uh, showing color, too. I and know. I drove up. Too. When I drove up this morning, uh, I, I saw little pots outside, and I'm like, oh. The moms are out. That's right. <laughs> in fact, I was looking for them uh, back in Linda's greenhouse recently because I just, I just knew timing. It's yeah. gonna, they're well, going to be here soon. We keep them further outside because they don't like those hot temperatures in, oh. the, in the covered greenhouses. So they're growing more out in the open, if you will. Okay. Yeah. In uncovered houses and pads. Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. And then John's got some great combo pots, too, if you don't want to. Just have mums. Tidy up here and there. You could just pull out what you got and plop some of these things in and you're ready to go. Absolutely. It's a great way to freshen up. Uh, I've had some people just buy one of those and then they just deconstruct it and pop it in to their own containers. Or it's just ready to go to stick the whole thing right in there. Yes. And to me, the other neat thing about those, you're not only getting something fresh, but it's still one more opportunity to give you some color combination texture combination ideas that you wouldn't have thought of in the past so you might oh, yeah. you might have something now like john's got one here at the show that's got some penta and lantana and some of the, the small leaf coleus with it with uh, a juncus for an upright and it's just gorgeous just stunning the way that they've mixed the colors together yes yeah and then they've added a little bit of that that cool purslane on the side that'll that yeah, moss rose moss rose portulaca oh rose moss i love it yeah moss rose but that's a color combo i would not have thought of i guess um and probably more so just because of the coleus in there but it it works well it sure does it really does hi marianne hi marianne oh let me turn your mic up okay hi hi (laughs) so yeah we were just talking about the coleus in in these planters they're some of the prettiest ones i've seen this year i always forget that i could put coleus in with like flowers i don't know 
I mean, because it's, it's all about so, the foliage. It's so beautiful on its own. I usually team it with other, just greenery, you know. Just green? They don't green. have a tag in that pot, not do they? For flowers, that per se. They do not. I wonder what variety that is. I think it's but, feather. But uh, with the small leaf, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a really cool texture. Yeah. And what's so great about the coleus, you know, we used to always think about them. Oh, they got to be in the shade. Yeah. Well, lots more sun tolerant. Oh, good. Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. cool. Oh, my gosh. Very cool. Very cool. I'll okay. have a picture of that. Put it on Facebook. Well, I will. So Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to point out the other annuals that you've brought out. And, and I was hoping you might tell me a little more about them. It's only a few. Yeah. Like, what are the small purple uh, near you? Asters. This? Those are asters. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's fall. It's that time of year. <laughs> wow. Isn't that pretty? How exciting. Yes, that's a beautiful. It gives it a whole purple. different texture. I love it the does. little narrow leaves. Orange and blue. Is that a salvia? or a No, that's not a salvia. Salocia. 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 Isn't that cool? It's very cool. And, and we just, shoot, look at all this. Well, we're all moving the plants so she can make, we've got to make room for more plants. Seriously, we've got plants. Keep the asters, I might just take those with me. Oh, my goodness. What? What's, what's cool about the, about the uh, Solotius, there's not just this one type. But, but there's three different yeah, ones. Yeah, because that's just like um, Fire Engine Red. This one's about. called Twisted. And that one is uh, Dragon's, Dragon's Breath. Breath. Dragon's Breath. Intense. And Dragon's Breath is just coming on. That's going <sighs> to have a huge plume on it. Those are so flower. cool. And actually, there was one more color that w I didn't grab. I'm sorry, but it's kind of a greenish white. <laughs> Celosia. Really? So it has a really interesting, I mean, it's just really interesting color. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a really cool color. And probably, what, uh, six or seven varieties of ornamental peppers out there? Yes. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so <laughs> many different ones you can't. My husband has been asking for those. <laughs> the he thinks the colors really cool. are just, Look, every one of them is wild. Different. Isn't that crazy? Oh. Look at the difference in these two. And the sizes. <laughs> One's a really large creamy white kind can of you imagine that white. later on if you were to place some small mini pumpkins or some white pumpkins and, in with and that the, it's actually the, the fruit's supposed to actually turn an orangey coloration oh, neat. they call it blaze but it looks like just shooting out it's the color of a hydrangea right now yeah, yeah that's good that's, just good a good creamy that's white exactly color. right and they're looking yeah. kind of like banana peppers right now seriously <laughs> that's right and this one's and called multicolor acapulco Ooh, so later on, it's going to get some some orange on it. But even right now, it yeah. has beautiful purples in with a very creamy light yellow. Well, again, just even hold that next to the fresh little next. purple fountain grass that. Uh, oh, they've got purple going on. fountain grass so always could, a winner. So you could play Isn't with these cool? color Guys, combos. Look at that all day long. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. I love this color combination. Such a, a light feathery texture. Yeah, with the. And that's cool that Duranta, uh, it's just a foliage. but Just foliage, just green. But, but you know how we always talk about. <laughs> Boy, does it stand out against the darker greens. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a chartreuse What do they call it now? Cit not citrus, kiwi and darker green. Citron. Color combination. Really bright, really showy. Pretty. Very pretty. Can you tell they're kind yeah. of excited about uh, having some fresh stuff? Having some okay. fresh stuff. That's color. exactly what it is. <laughs> the fall colors are just fabulous, too. 
Yeah. And then what's the, is this like a dwarf sunflower? Mm-hmm. That's over here. It sunflower, sure Miss Sunshine. Boy, she sure yeah. is, too. It's fun. How many buds might come, will it be just that well, one if bloom? If you see right here, they're starting, they'll put out new oh, ones. Oh, there they are. Over here. So once that one turns brown, you cut it off, and then you got new ones coming out. Oh, neat. That's wonderful. So it'll keep going for a while. Oh, yeah. how fun. And then, of course, the annual Black-Eyed Susan's always cool. This one's called Toto. Aw. And it looks so cool next to the, the sunflower. But you need that, that, that yellow contrast, which is always so cool. Yes. Well, and even within... That one itself, you've got the dark brown center, but then you have almost like yeah. a, an orange yellow going into the yellow tips, bright yellow tips. That was beautiful. Pretty stuff. Yeah. It is. And what's that mom called? Peachy Keen, I think. I think the name of it is. There's a tag in it. Salmon coral. Oh, salmon coral. <laughs> <laughs> Jack. I was maybe. Oh, I was there's a name on that one. Okay. I was making one up. Okay. <laughs> You're close. Jacqueline Peach Fusion. Peach Fusion. Peach Fusion. Mm -hmm. It just says salmon coral on the side. <laughs> I think we should uh, lobby Linda to put that in her selection of the bigger pots. I think year. that's awesome. I love that one. I do too. There's this one. There's one other one that isn't quite as um, mauvey. It's a little a little brighter orangish coloration, but it, it kind of blends into each other. It looks like a sunset or something. It's really pretty. But this one's very close to that too. That's, that's a good description. Ooh. Yes. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text three five one five three five seven for Plant Experts Prairie Gardens. Plant Experts Live. So, uh, you know, Steve, we well, you've been in and out in the past few weeks, and uh, you were talking a little bit about your vegetables. I think it was a couple weeks ago, maybe. How are they doing? Uh, you know, it's winding down because I've been uh, lazy about replanting any crops through the summer. So, you know, when, when potatoes went away or cucumbers went away or anything else that we harvested out, I didn't replant in that space. So, um, But that's they, the trick. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you, Steve? <laughs> the trick is to replant it after you harvest. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> but, but, again, hoping to do some fall uh, gardening, which I need to start soon. We'll end up having some broccoli and cauliflower transplants and yeah. things like that ourselves that we'll offer for sale. So they're established plants that you can put in the garden. And that'll be coming up here in September. But as far as sowing anything myself, um, I'll probably wait another week or two. But yeah. the earliest things I need to get in would be something like the beets that might take a little bit longer. But, you know, there's plenty of time for lettuce and radishes and oh, yeah. spinach and stuff like that to, oh, to be sown. Probably a couple crops of them. For sure. Yeah. yeah, maybe. So... But that'll yeah. be that'll be coming up here. I just had someone in yesterday buying seeds for leafy things that he said he's going to do it shortly. But oh. if, if okay. I was going to do turnips or beets that might take a little bit longer, I'd yeah. be even get that carrots, going right now. Probably even carrots. carrots I'd yeah. get going right now. Yeah, yeah, radishes no. by seed, you mean? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that just just to give them enough that. time because yeah. it's going to mm -hmm. take yeah. sixty days or exactly. seventy days to yeah. mature. Right. So it's important to watch that calendar yet again, See, only and then, backwards. And what are you watching for? The first signs of, for, or temperatures? Yes yeah. and yes. Yeah, I mean, you're impacted <laughs> so by temperatures, sure. day, daylight levels. Exactly, and levels. every year is going to be different. Obviously, but you you know, there's there's averages that you can watch. You know, the uh, average uh, first frost date and 
just things like that that you need to be paying attention to. So you work from that date. It doesn't mean you can't grow longer because it might be a more mild fall. Or you might get hit by the first frost lots earlier than that. So, you know, yeah. it's just the gamble of uh, gardening. Okay. But then particularly what are you uh, what, what are you looking for to to plant your fall crops uh, for it to drop below 60 no, degrees I at think, night? I or? think the challenge sowing anything here in August is uh, just being able to keep it moist uh, because you know it's going the soil's going the temperatures are going to evaporate the moisture out of the soil so quickly so you might have to be out there watering even perhaps twice a day lightly just to yeah. keep the seed moist to get it to germinate because it's going to take five to seven days to ten days to germinate and you want to then keep up with the uh, plants as they have a very juvenile root system so um, if you were going to be in town and available to water I'd get going soon if you think oh I'm going to be gone for a couple days next week well maybe you need to wait till you get back from that and being gone for a couple days kind of thing right. so okay. but other than that I'd I'd be getting it going and I think right now if I was going to so a bed of say lettuce or spinach or any of these things um, and I was concerned about having um, higher temperatures and evaporation I could even take some floating row cover and suspend it over the the bed just to shade it just a little bit more just that's to give idea. it a little yeah. bit of a relief oh, uh, to hold in the idea. moisture so that I could take some straw and just lightly cover it with with straw just to hold in the, some of the moisture yeah. so there's little tricks that you can do to help ensure germination and have the juvenile plants get established. Nice. Yeah. And it gives me something to do. And now. your leafy and stuff. And watch something grow rather than die back. That's what's cool about getting this stuff in now. People are so ready to start uh, fresh color in the, in their gardens, in their uh, yes. combo pots, because it's been a long, hot summer. And, and plants are just tired, like we are, you know? They're just <laughs> worn out. Losing yep. their color. And stressed out. Bigger, yeah. So... Probably, yeah. I know this isn't a, a big vegetable crop in terms of grown here in the Midwest, but probably the the one I haven't tried in a number of years, except for this year, is just celery. And it's been oh. so good, so rewarding. Nice. Um, and nice. again, it's like everything else. I don't care if it's a corn or tomato or anything else that, that you grow in your own backyard. The flavor is just so much more flavorful uh, it's full <laughs> it, it's real it's not kind of watered so down fresh. if you will um yeah. the does colors it's just yeah just incredible does it take extra work i mean is there no it's not like things no. that you have to draw the leaves up and protect them and no the, the stocks are great and um i did mulch them in um and uh, when i was gone for a couple of days we took some of the straw that came off the potatoes and, and mounted it up around the, the celery sure. a little bit but um, I keep thinking I'm going to make a Virgin Bloody Mary mix for you guys Ooh. some Saturday morning with the peppers and the tomatoes and pickles that came out of the garden. Well, cucumbers You're that came out of the garden to pickles and then uh, um, the celery. But then again, I don't have a cheeseburger or a pizza slice to throw in there too for you. So, mm. sorry. Or half a chicken. Uh, or half a chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just keep thinking those thoughts. Though. Okay. <laughs> right. I think you're going in the right direction. Okay. There. <laughs> And Marianne, John, what have you guys been doing this past week? Have you had a, an opportunity to do anything in your yard? You have, haven't you? I have. Yeah. I, well, a little bit. Aside from enjoying it. Not, well, and besides from Which still weeding and all that bad stuff. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, I was, the other day, I was out driving and uh, 
I saw by the county township, they have piles of rocks and busted concrete. And I spied this. There's about three or four of these broken concrete culverts. So I swung the car around and climbed <laughs> up on the pile and got a piece of It's about a 14-inch round culvert, and it's all busted on the top and bottom but yeah. i thought that's going to be a great planter because nice. i have a bunch of i have a bunch of hyper tufos in this yeah. one area so i thought hmm, why not he showed me a picture that really is cool i'm really impressed that he could lift it and carry it back to the car yeah <laughs> well it was hard to, yeah what, no it rolled we rolled it oh it yeah cool that's yeah. awesome Yes, that's really neat. That's why they make those round, by the way, too. So you can roll them. So yeah, yeah. Oh. when you're scavenging, yeah, when you're when you're out picking. <laughs> what a good idea! How thoughtful. So what what color spray paint do you think he should choose for it, Mary? Oh, it's really neat, like it like it is. I yeah, really, I wouldn't do concrete. another thing to it. Natural. I'll yeah. Show you oh, natural. Yeah, it looks really awesome. It's just a great texture. Cool. So I I decided I I I like to plant perennials in in containers. And I usually use either a third or up to a half compost and potting soil, potting mix yep. to nice. keep it light. Um, so I got uh, two hostas and a piece of ajuga in there, so it looks really cool. Beautiful. Nice combination. Yeah. yeah. And things that are tough enough that they'll make it through the winter. Absolutely. Absolutely. In that container, yeah. where yeah. some perennials wouldn't have Might a chance. Not. No. Yeah, exactly. S- some of the most successful ones I do are, are hostas and heucheras. And uh, believe it or not, the Japanese painted fern does really well. I, I bet the painted fern, the heucra, surprises me that, um, just because they're, except that they really like sharp drainage. So that's probably an advantage that you have it in a raised container. But it, it's it's placed into the ground. Both ends are open, correct? Correct. Yeah, so it's draining down into the ground. But uh, it's well, 14 inches. Yeah. And some of my other ones uh, are, uh, I always have, them raised off the ground yeah. on bricks or uh, a couple I have on some gravel, like pea gravel. So you're not, as it allows drainage, plus in the wintertime it doesn't adhere to the ground and crack. Okay. But protection is always good too. You know, if, if it's out in the wide open, you're going to have least success, less success than if it's protected. Uh, you know, under big tree canopies or or up close to the house, uh, I usually put mulch on top over the winter. Well, they certainly just go through less freeze thaw. That, uh, either protection from the trees or the mulch, so it's a good idea. Yeah. It yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the mulch is huge. And then, just being mindful that if it's been a dry winter, you might have to go out there and give it just a little bit of moisture too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you wait for. What might crop up surprisingly in January? <laughs> in January? Isn't Not it much. fun? Not <laughs> too much. Hey, but I have had recent, um, well, the past 10 years anyway. I've had it happen every once in a while where you, you, you think you pull everything out of the container and it's still sitting outside. And then, you know, it's been a mild winter thus far. And all of a sudden you've got some something blooming. Some thingy. And you're just like... <laughs> And it it can be like a surprise, like something that you had completely forgotten that you had planted in there like three years ago. <laughs> Only you, Tamara. <laughs> three years ago. Wow. Maybe it was okay, a, maybe maybe it was a pokeweed or something. Yeah, really. 
Maybe. So you're, well, you're never going to get over that one, honey. Just <laughs> That's so funny. I've been good about mowing over most of it, but uh, but there are a few plants that I'm just kind of watching, and they're about to fruit soon so that I can go ahead and pull the berries and try to make some pokeweed ink. Oh. <laughs> just something I really want to try. This will be exciting. Yeah. Pokeweed ink. And, and, and if I make anything... If I have any success, I'll surely bring it in, or at least a photo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, write out personal Christmas notes. There you are. There po- we go. Poke weed yeah. ink. <laughs> I have to get a plume. Okay, oh, Brian, I think Brian has some over there. Oh, does he? Oh, of course he does. Oh, oh he yeah. does indeed. A quill. Of course he does. <laughs> and you guys got some new puppets in, too. I love puppets. My grandkids love puppets, too. Huh. See, there's really something else we missed, John. Ones. We were just talking on the way in that there's just so many things coming in right now. We we miss we don't see them come in. Uh, right, because so you're open. every time you walk through, I have to back. take a different path so I can see what every, what everything is, just in case I might need it. I can see that. <laughs> just in case you might need it, absolutely. Puppets, and, huh? Oh, puppets. Oh, you, well, your whole toy department is just so good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you only have quality, good toys. Yeah, it's really cool. A lot, it of, is. lot of fun things. A lot yes. of easy pick-up things. Yes. So boutique has Inexpensive, some. but unique. and Absolutely. Yes. And, and you know, and, and we were just talking about today would be a great some. day if you could sit out on a covered porch and just oh, yeah. read a book or put together one of those puzzles and just listen to the rain. Oh, take a nap. Okay, let's go home. (laughs) Sounds so nice. Done. (laughs) Thank you for that idea. (laughs) That would be nice. So how about this rain? Maybe uh, we'll get lucky this weekend. I hope it rains all day. Yay! Yeah. Rain, rain. Don't go away. So (laughs) watering-wise, even though we've had a a little bit of relief here this last week because of the temperatures. And it makes a huge difference oh in terms gosh, of yes. how much water the plants need and how stressed they get. But Absolutely. yet they still need water. They just perhaps don't need it as often. Right. Instead of every day, it's every other day. <laughs> <laughs> or instead of twice a day, it's once a day. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> whatever the case might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, uh, actually at my house, it's been every day for, for weeks now. Yeah. The, the containers. Um, in-ground stuff, maybe every two or three days, or that's newly planted, or that's less than or maybe less than three years old i try to water those pretty frequently so because they just need it yeah they really do and you know if you miss something even if it's two or three years old it can really stress out it lets you know they usually Mm do and frequently is a relative term i mean yeah you don't you don't want it to be somebody who says oh i've got these arborvitae and i'm watering them every day kind of thing uh, when I'm watering the grass. You want it to be it's got to be the deep. appropriate amount of water. Substantial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and really mm. once you have experience, you might be able to look at something and just tell, but if in doubt yeah. you need to put your finger down in the soil right at the base Absolutely. of the plant and where the roots are and, yeah. and decide whether and it needs it or not. Because yeah. the soil should be, even if it's ready to be watered, there should be some moisture in that soil, and it should feel a little bit cooler than what it would be if it was dry. You you got in one of the coolest tools. I think it was at the beginning of the year, but it's a pH meter, um, a water meter, and a light meter. And all a bottle opener. 
You didn't oh, see that feature. I too. forgot. Yeah. On the back. Just and, kidding, folks. There's the, no bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, but what a great idea. And the probes are oh, probably six, seven inches long, so you can really actually get down into the soil. Oh. And, and it works. I mean, I, I've, I've gone to different parts of my yard and tried each one of the, the functions, and it, it, it seems to be pretty accurate. And I thought that was really, really awesome. That is awesome. That's a great tool. Yeah, it is. And you have them here? Yeah. I believe we still have some left, do we not? We do. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. a pH, light, and water yep. combo okay. meter. Yep. Very reasonably priced. Yes, they are. It's, it's just that you'll just have to figure out another holster on your tool belt there now, you Marianne. That's all right. Well, I have a little wagon I pull around. Okay. So I don't have to, because there's way too much to carry. <laughs> way. One of the best Christmas presents I ever got from my husband. Yep. A wagon? A wagon. Oh, a garden wagon. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think a five-gallon bucket, five is, gallon the bucket. is the most <laughs> important. Pretty, pretty well, close to the same it's, concept. It's, Goes, it's Except right my up wagon there. doesn't hold water. <laughs> no, it's just like every time you use a bucket in the garden. I don't care if you're watering. I don't care if you're harvesting and putting produce in the in the bucket. I don't care if you're making compost tea or if you're at carrying some potting soil or whatever. It's like, how would people get by without having? However many buckets they think they can handle <laughs> sitting know. around. I yeah. took my five-gallon bucket out to weed the other day, you know. I filled it there, up pretty there, quick, too, oh, there you go. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. And if you take two, then you can flip one over to sit on. Ooh. Nice. Good idea. Works really good. He's good. He yeah. is oh. good. Yeah. He grew up on a dairy farm, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Not much. That's right. Please. Right. Stop right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then let me give out the phone number again so folks can call. 356-9397 is our phone number. Or you can text us at 351-5357 for Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I was thinking this just a couple of days ago out looking at some of the house plants that I have outside. It's time to start thinking about getting them ready to bring inside. This is like two years in a row, John. Three years yeah. in a row that she's kind of on What's this. going on? Yeah. It works. Finally I sinking it. in. I'm following my own advice. <laughs> Who knew? No. This is weird. <laughs> no, it is weird. Believe me. <laughs> so you, the systemic um, granules that you put into the top of the container uh, goes up into the plant and, and protects it from insects. It, and it really works. And it's persistent. Is it 60 days? Uh, it's eight weeks. But Eight who's counting? Who, who's who's, who's, who's right? counting four days off? <laughs> it just says it on the labels. <laughs> okay, so it's like there for a while. It's yeah. eight weeks Protecting. or 60 days, Pro- whichever protecting. comes first. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> anyway, it's it's time to start thinking about doing that. It says, you know, you don't have to do it today, but um, sometime in the next uh, two or three weeks, you should probably start considering getting your plants ready to take inside. Well, it would be great to do it now and then in 56 days <laughs> reapply. Uh, so then you just have that much more continuation as you come into the house. For sure. Well, you start knocking down the population of insects, and there's you know there's going to be bugs on your plants. Come on. Yeah. They've been out, if they've been outside all summer, it's just yep. going to happen. So. Speaking of which, yeah. whitefly, have you seen a lot? I have not. Not so far. Have you? Surprisingly, no. I haven't. No. But I feel like I should knock on wood when I say yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Good to know. Let's well, go to the phone I line. I think they're coming. Oh. <laughs> 
Thanks, John. Yeah, seriously. He's always a pillar <laughs> of joy. Phone lines. Chris is calling in from Champaign. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Uh, in May, I dug up two of my weeping boxwoods, put them in very large planters uh, because I have a construction project going on. They've done wonderfully all summer, but now I've got different uh, stems that the uh, leaves are turning brown. I don't see any sign of mold or anything, but is this a sign of stress? Well, I... Interesting that you have a weeping boxwood. Those are not really easy to come by. I happen to have one. Mine's beautiful. But my other boxwoods, my upright boxwoods, are showing some serious stress. But they're up against um, a sunroom, so there's extra heat from uh, reflection from the glass. But I, m- my guess is, yeah, it's probably stress from this uh, hot summer. Did you, okay. did you well, store in, them? In, are they stored in containers? Uh, no. Or? They are in really large planters, and they're in uh, an area where um, they get an, a little bit of sun in the morning, not a great deal, uh, shade, a little afternoon sun. They've done wonderfully, but awesome. I don't know, should I be cutting off those uh, branches where the leaves are dead, or shall I wait to see if they release themselves? I don't think I'd cut them. If it were mine... Okay. I would uh, do a little bit of scouting, if you will. Uh, I just make sure that um, you know I took some white or yes, some yellow paper and tap some of the branches, make sure I don't have any mites or any other external feeding bugs at all um, right. that would be crawling around on the piece of paper. Um, if I had brown stems, I personally would remove them and cut them out, and I would take uh, just have a either rubbing alcohol and wipe my pruners after each cut, or I would have a 10% bleach and water solution um, and dip them in there after each cut. But I would remove the dead. Um, I wouldn't, don't want to okay. be alarming, but I would, I would focus on sanitation and clean them up and make sure I don't have any heebie-jeebies um, out there. And um, are, are they mulched in in the container right now? Oh, yeah, they've, they've done wonderfully all summer but i noticed especially one of them now has uh, a substantial it's starting to have substantial stems of brown leaves yeah and, and i'm sorry you so. do have mulch mulch in the container then yes okay, yes good. i do perfect perfect i, I would even okay. consider scratching well, scratching the the stems just to make sure they're that they are truly dead and if if there if there's no green when you've scratched the the uh, surface away the bark away, then I would definitely cut them. But if That's if a you good see point, yeah. yeah if you see the green, I think I probably would just maybe try to shake it, get some of the dead leaves off, like Steve says, and see if see if there's anything else going on. Well, yeah, sure. I'd be concerned that if there is a disease problem, that's why I would get rid of it. Um, but flip your coin. Pick your poison, uh, but I, I, I would, uh, I would be a little bit, especially since they're. Pre- it's not like it's a run-of-the-mill boxwood where you got 50 of them here and there. Yeah. I mean, these are kind of special ones for you, and I would, I would uh, right. do a little looking, and I would clean them up. And if I do get uh, evidence of mites, uh, would seven be appropriate? Dust them with mm. seven. 
No, you'd no. have to list something that actually says it's a miticide on it. And we have some things on the shelf here. And if I was really, really, really concerned, even more so, um, which might be appropriate for this, I would uh, contact the plant clinic at the U of I in, in Turner Hall and see about getting a sample over to them so they can slice it and dice it and uh, give you a definitive okay. answer if there would be a disease problem. Um, okay. Just so, I, just so I would know. Yeah, hopefully it's just well, stress. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. your question, okay. Chris. Bye. I learned a lot. <laughs> Take care. Enjoy <laughs> so the weekend. I. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> That's great. 356-9397 is the phone number. 351-5357 is the text line. And I have a couple of texts here. The first one, probably pretty quick. What is the recipe for compost tea? Oh, com some sort of uh, vegetation or a compost uh, and uh, water. And some sun. Ooh. That doesn't take much. You don't have to uh, worry about the balance of. I I don't think you do. Two and I think a half gallons of compost to two and a half gallons of water. I don't I, think so. I think though, yeah. doesn't have to be that precise. If you're using something full of moisture and lots of green, I think you might have to be careful that you don't burn uh, uh, the plants with it because it could be pretty potent. Um, I've made the mistake one time in taking a bunch of uh, grass and clippings from a lawn and having them in a larger container like in a trash can with water and then I accidentally spilled it and it it browned all the grass wow. that it spilled really? on yeah way wow. and I thought gosh how can I develop that into an herbicide but it was just a top kill it didn't kill <laughs> it, it, didn't, it, didn't, some money. it didn't kill the root system out it just it was a top <laughs> killer but it completely browned anything that it hit and but it was high nitrogen, very lush green material. So I think if something's a little bit more aged, uh, yeah. I think you'd be better off having something mild that would work. So okay. again, you could take mature compost that you get out of your compost bin or that you buy in a bag and that's all broken down and go ahead and put some of that in a five gallon bucket, if you will. And, yeah. uh, and I would, if I was just going to pick out a relative amount, I wouldn't do more than a fourth of it in that compost material and then I'd fill the rest of the bucket up with water okay. and, and then after a day or two in the sun you, you got a great thing going on um, and if you're going to use more plant residual components I would be using less of it uh, and having that steep a little bit longer and I would probably tread lightly just till I when I would apply it just to make sure I'm not doing too much right okay Looking for a brown water kind of yeah. result. Well, well you're at, to your point, Steve, absolutely right about you can create too much nitrogen. Uh, same with, that we do with our, our chickens. You have to age that manure because it's, the content is way too much. If you use it fairly fresh within you know a week or so, it's, it's too much. It's going to burn. Wow. Okay. Any compost is like that. That's why it needs to be or manure. That's why it really needs to be composted. And most people will tell you at least for a year. Yep. The, wow. The safest thing and easiest thing would be is if you don't have a compost pile uh, of your own to grab some would be to go ahead and buy a bag of mushroom compost or oh, composted yeah. manure. Yeah. And just go ahead and put that in a bucket. And Good idea. And steep. Fill it with water and yeah. let it steep just like you were steeping 
Some sun tea, if you will. Wait, this sounds like cooking, you guys. Uh, Stop it. She got scared. <laughs> and then, but like with tea, though, it, it's, you know, the stuff is in a bag that you pull out afterwards and you just have the water. Do you even mess with that? I, I wouldn't mess Compost? with it. it. You know, you're, you're going to, okay. if you want to agitate it while a little bit while you're steeping it, you could go ahead and do that. But I'd let it go ahead and settle. And that way you can just go ahead and put in a smaller bucket or a pitcher and dip in there and get yeah. the stuff. Okay. And then you got the muck at the bottom. Then you can just dump that back out in a compost pile or in the garden someplace. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We have another text. Next year. I love this. Next year is my fun planting for dorks. Planting, watering, pumpkins, and popcorn. Need to know if I should grow in ground or start as seedings. Uh, and when to start each, please. So, I, again, it starts off next year. So she's not expecting this fall. Here she. Pumpkins and popcorn and dorks. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Three great things that go together. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, well what's, okay. all, <laughs> what's all about the seed packets? Pumpkins. That we talk about. That's that I was trying to count backwards the the one time I tried to grow pumpkins and I thought I had done well but I hadn't and it was like after the 4th of July I want to say when I when I planted when you planted the seeds mm. yeah uh, were they seeds or they just got probably. I think I got little plants yeah probably not that late you probably got seeds that late okay. I would guess but so I think John's right and I mean my first reaction would be just to direct sow the seed in the garden for both the pumpkin and for the popcorn. Um, you could certainly start them, start them in a pot or a container if you wanted to. Um, the corn should be able to be planted a little bit earlier than the pumpkin seed, realistically, uh, just because it'll tolerate slightly cooler conditions. But um, you could go either way if you want to get your dorkiness on early and start them both in some of the peat pots or whatever and start them indoors uh, mid-April, early mid-April or oh, something wow. like that. Okay. And, and then when it's warm enough, closer to Mother's Day for the pumpkin and maybe before that, maybe late April for the popcorn, you can go ahead and transplant outside. But That's why the calendar, again, is really important. You, know, you look at that uh, average last frost, work from that. I think with those crops. With the pumpkins, though, I was working from, you know, like September, so I could have them for Halloween, of course. <laughs> yeah, but you still have to know when to plant them. Yes, but, but that that's what I meant. I worked backward, but, but I didn't worry for, about the For harvest. Frost. And that's the other thing that's on your, your seed packet mm -hmm. is how long it takes to harvest. Okay. So if you see that and it's, uh, say, 95 days, then... You and you want it in October, then you work backwards like that. But you all, it's also important if you want it to be earlier than that that you're not planting it too early for to uh, avoid the frost. Yeah, and I would I wouldn't time it for Halloween. Time it so it's a few weeks before Halloween. For sure. Yeah. Oh yes. You know, maybe even September, you know, late September or something like that, and then work backwards from there. And and again, every pumpkin's variety is different you're going to have Absolutely. some that could be 90 or 100 days yes and you're going to have some that could be 60 or 70 60, days yeah. so it depends so upon the variety read the seed packet yep. like john said and i think that he's so smart 
Okay. I do that after I see the pretty picture and I buy it and I take it home. And oh. then I read it. <laughs> and that's okay. You just follow the directions, that's all. So. Gotcha. I think you have to decide how many, how much do I want to grow. And if I'm going to, that's where I would think direct seeding outside would probably be the best. But oh, for sure. unless you have you know space to start all that stuff inside you know some people don't have that that's a big issue john you're right this this uh space it takes a lot of space just and, and to the right seat, conditions Absolutely. Yeah. and some things just don't transplant well yeah. some things are just better off put in their place yeah started outside so you can keep up with the watering and yep. let it go yep like what can you think of anything off the top of your head well, like pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins and popcorn. Oh, okay corn <laughs> pumpkins and popcorn all the things dorks like I'm going to laugh if, if this person meant to write something else and then the autocorrect just spelled dorks. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Made us laugh. It's good enough. Yes, it did. <laughs> so what what are some of your favorite fall crops? Whatever I mean, Steve I brings know. us. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite fall crops. Yeah. <laughs> well, instead then, let me ask, what kind of deals you guys have going on right now inside prairie well and just outside prairie gardens are do you are you out of the fruit trees no there's still some apples uh yeah out there. Nice mostly, like uh, those. i think it's a future too yeah 60 percent off sweet yeah uh, the deciduous flying shrubs are all 25 off still butterfly bush are 40 yep. off yep. um and, and again great selection of hydrangeas and just a lot of beautiful additions to the garden that you can have out there. It's definitely time to stock up. And it's cooling off nicely. One of the biggest questions I have is, is it too late to plant? Oh, my gosh, no. It's no. plenty no, of time a, to plant. It's a good time. These moderate temperatures and a yeah. recharge with some moisture. Yeah. Uh, all the herbaceous perennials are 40 off, I believe. 40 off. Right? Correct. Still so. a nice selection. And uh, still for up until next Wednesday, I believe, uh, all the houseplants are 25% off. Foliage houseplants. Really? Yeah. Because yep. you have some, you you have some gorgeous ones out there. We and do. The orchids. They're not on sale. Okay. I don't blame but you. But it's still a, ni- a nice selection <laughs> of orchids. They're so pretty. I yes, would pay beautiful. full price for them. Well, they're, they're basically on sale every day uh, already. So seriously. At Twenty bucks for that five-inch pot in the ceramic container. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the mini ones. The 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 mini. Those are so cute. Orchids. They were. They're. They're beautiful and they're perfect for like a little desk or something if you want something small very adorable and uh christmas sneaking in halloween sneaking in halloween's not sneaking yeah. no it's it's landed it's with here. a thud they sent out, they sent <laughs> out a, a great email uh, to the i belong members uh, this week just showing some of the pictures of the cool stuff that yep. we've got in for fall and yes. halloween it's every time i walk through i see something different i'm thinking where can i put that i know <laughs> I understand that. And we'll have some more things trickling in the rest of this month. But then after that, we're saying, you know, done? Cut, cutting it off. Huh? Oh. We're done. So if you haven't shipped us by then, forget it. Because then you focus on totally Christmas. Well, we, we want to focus on being able to display the fall and the Halloween stuff and just letting people enjoy it for September and October, as yeah. is. And, and if you haven't seen some of the displays that Brian and the team have put together, oh, gosh. you it's just got to come in and just yeah. It'd be Absolutely. a great day to do that, to wander yeah. through the greenhouses and inside the store. Yep. Indeed, I agree. Yep. And Illini merchandise as well. <laughs> I want to throw that in there. Because next weekend already is Illini football, you guys. Oh. It's a 3 o'clock game. Wow. So we'll still have our show, and then we can watch it on TV because it's going to be nationally televised. 
All right. You've been listening to Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live with the expert Steve Brown. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank very you, much. John Weisgarver. Thanks, Tamara. And thanks, Marianne Metz. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer, executive producer extraordinaire, is Dave Leak. If you have any questions beforehand, give the store a call, but we'll be here next week. Until then, thanks for listening and enjoy the rain. Prairie Garden's Big Houseplant Sale is going on now. Right now, you can save 25% off all houseplants. Snake plants, monsteras, fiddly fig ferns, you name it. They're all 25% off. And fresh from the PG Greenhouses, where you'll always find help from your favorite plant experts. Just hurry in. All houseplants are 25% off for a limited time at Prairie Gardens. Locally owned, plant experts, and the area's largest selection of houseplants.